0: In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. to today's show. Today is the 15th of June. We're again smack dab in the middle of another month and today is supposed to be the hottest day so far of this year over the hundreds in the valley areas and even by the water by where it's always cool where there's always an ocean breeze. They are predicting 90 degrees today. So they're telling people to stay in and all of that. It's, it's so funny. Not funny, like, to go out, but it is funny that, you know, another rule to stay in. Every time they say that, I'm, I always still think COVID. But today's show, today's show is one of those shows when we talk about something that sounds like it's an oh well, or that's the way things are, or I, I've, I've learned to live with it, about our hurt. Because hurt inside of us will never go away. It will recover. We have a recovery system. But we have to find a way to not run away from it. Because then it makes every decision you make for you. I can't do that, that's going to bring me pain. I can't do that, I've done that before, and this and this and this happened, and and so-and-so did this, and and so-and-so did that, and we start pointing fingers at everybody who's hurt us. And every time we do that, we deflect from facing ourselves. From facing ourselves. When we avoid our pain, it increases it. It's like the negative begets negative. And in pain, injury, the longer we keep it, the bigger it gets until it starts to run the show. When we heal, and I know this sounds like basics, but man, does it need to be said? Because each one of us thinks we can handle whatever it is that's going on inside of us because we're used to carrying it, but wow, that sounds great. That to heal, we must pass through this doorway of grief. But emotional wounds are not about being sad for a day. We get sad for a day when we hear that someone is ill or something happened and then we feel like we have control to help. If we lose a loved one, we all come to the plate. We all share in that grief. It's like we're allowed to feel bad in certain situations but in situations that people don't know anything about, we try to think, well, I'm just sad about that. But in truth, pain, hurt, it's felt in like the depths of who we are. And I will bet my life that whatever it is that has Injured your love or your truth or your purity is exactly why you are here. We've created a lot of reasons that make life good. If you have this, if you have that, if you know these people. But at the end of the day, At the end of the day, what you take care of within yourself is the only freedom you're ever really going to feel. No matter what generation, no matter what time in our history, the people who have reconciled the way they take in pain and how they react to it, are the people we go to for advice. Because deep inside, we know they figured it out and we did not. And we know that we're not going to be happy until we do. And all of that is instinctive. Because when we say, oh, it doesn't matter. I just had to just i there's like nothing to say after that. We all know what that means. It does matter. So how do we even start to pay attention to what we've buried, what we've put a tombstone on, without solving Pick these things up because I like to hear what's being said. And then I realized that we are our own best friend or we are our own worst enemy. Because one thing we don't realize with hurt is that we have to, we have to go through grief, go through denial, which is a normal step. So you can tell yourself, hey. I'm completely normal. I have tried to deny, deny that this has really affected me, but it has. That one sentence will change the entire makeup of your brain. that at first I wanted to feel like this didn't affect me, that I didn't care. But it did affect me, and I do care because it hurt my feelings. And when you have like a loss of a relationship, a loss of a job, and sometimes the surprise in there is that you may want it to have been the one to want to end that relationship. But it doesn't mean you're scot free. It just means that you're going to go through the grief and the denial and the denial of your part in that. Instead of it was all them. They're crazy. I'm I'm fine. But allowing ourselves the time to take a look at pain even in the smallest form. Because if we can say, hey, I was there, and I was part of why this wasn't okay. A part of me wasn't 100% in. I knew it, but I didn't want to know it. So I stayed, and then the inevitable ended up happening. That's true. Or... I was just so busy at work, I kept thinking the relationship would always be there. You didn't even realize, like you were Xing out the whole person. And they felt lost themselves. And yet they were hanging on and you realized, I don't even need to be in a relationship. But whatever it is, say it out loud. Let yourself hear your voice. Because when you hear your voice, it's not as easy putting it away. Because you can say, but I heard myself say that. Sometimes when you hear yourself say certain things, it's almost like a a stunning moment. Like, oh my gosh, that is how I feel. But our hurt, our pain, will not go away on its own. We have to break down our thinking and rebuild it in a way that allows us to look back at it, almost like an old surgery, how big it is in the moment, because we're forced to pay attention to it. They took out our appendix, they had to open up our side, they had to restitch our side, And we had to wait for it to heal, and then we couldn't do certain things until it healed. How long does that take? And that's a physical injury, one we can't hide. But people who do hide physical injuries end up with a bigger illness at the end if they didn't pay attention, right? And the same thing happens with emotional injuries. It's just emotional injuries are like a, um, easy to hide, easy to pretend it's not there to yourself. But to others, they'll say, oh, they, they know what you're going to do in certain situations because you are reacting from hurt. So to heal, we grieve and then we hit that denial spot. And that's where we have to say to ourselves, I'm in denial. Call it. Because once you get into that spot of denial, you are going to go through anger. You're going to get mad at the other person or whoever's in the situation with you. You're going to start pointing fingers. And then your denial going to get higher until it bursts And once it bursts and you start saying those things to yourself, you go into that little bargaining phase. Well, they did this, so I did that. I did this, and then they reacted like that, but it wasn't my fault. And then we start saying, but wait a minute, what did I really do here? Bargaining session. And we ping-pong in our brain who was wrong and who was right. And we start doing the tally. And we realize our part in it. We get pretty quiet. We start going through that like it's a depression because we're, we're depressed, depressing ourselves from life. And we're thinking more than we normally do. And we need to. Because once you do that, every day passes and you start reconciling, like, yeah, you know, that did happen. And I'm I'm glad that it's over. I know I'm left with this residue. But I can handle it. I can do this. I can face it. I can say, hey, next time I look for a job have a relationship with someone, have a disagreement with someone. Let me think about these things before I jump in. Is this the job I really want? Why do I want to work for this company, this person, these people? Or is this the relationship I want? What attracts me to this person? Do I feel nervous about keeping them? Or do I know that we're here and I want to be here and I want to be part of this relationship? Or was that argument really all their fault? What did I have to do with it? What did I say that turned it into worse? What did they say that turned it into worse so that I can recognize it next time? And when you hit that spot of acceptance, when you hit that spot, that's when you start to feel that freedom. That's when you start to breathe and you go, oh, man, I get it now. Wow. Wow, I have an effect on other people just like they have an effect on me. It's a two-way street. I have an effect on myself with what I do inside of me. That's a two-way street. Because there are signs of our emotional suffering. And this is what it looks like before you get to these stages of healing, denial, and anger, and the bargaining, and the depression, and the acceptance. There's a five stages of healing that are true for every single human being who goes through any kind of facing of pain and healing and loss. Every single one of us, it is textbook. But how do we, how do we even know that we're healing? Well, the first thing is, to learn what it feels like or what it looks like or what you think about or what goes missing from your life when you're suffering emotionally because you may recognize it not only in yourself but in someone you love someone who's around you because the things that tell you that something's off balance or off kilter first thing is you have a personality change Person who's normally patient isn't as patient. They don't have as much time for people because they're so far in their head they can't come out. They want attention for their anger, when normally they don't. Little snippet remarks. Resentment starts to show up in their conversations. They start showing signs of agitation, like if you come to talk to them, they're almost interrupted, but they are interrupted in a bigger way than they're telling you, but what appears to you or how you may feel if someone comes to ask you a question and you're like, I can't, I can't do that right now, I'm sorry. And then we don't even want to say that, we start to withdraw even further by staying away from anything that will interrupt us, and we stay in our heads so deep that we almost feel trapped within ourselves. And that would be a great time to say, I think I'm I'm suffering. Something's wrong. This isn't me. This isn't the natural me. And it takes a while to get to the decline in personal care. But it happens because now you're like, oh, man, it's going to take so much energy just to take a bath today. And I, I really don't want to put food together. That's like too much work, and you just grab a bag of whatever and you eat it or you order a pizza or you do anything that separates that preparation, that self-care from you. And then you go into hopelessness. Like, what am I going to do? I can't control this. How am I going to deal with this? How do I even face this? Who could help me? And you may only have one of those signs or you may have all of those signs. I knew in this whole self-care thing, something's wrong. Something's wrong because I... And objectively, I wasn't even mad at anybody, but I was feeling like my personality changed. Because I was holding my breath, we were always between life and death. I did have a decline in personal care. I I I didn't even remember in the beginning when the last time was that I took a bath. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Wait a minute. What day is it? Wait, what are we where are we?" Between hospital and home and rushing, I I didn't even have time to think. I did all the basics. I couldn't get past it because I didn't physically have time to sit. I knew. I said to myself, this is weird. I was telling people around me the things I normally go to. They're not doing the trick, man. Something's wrong, but I don't know what to do because I can't stop that ball from rolling. And I'm rolling with it. It's taking two of us to keep one of us alive here. But I found a way. It took a big warning sign for me to realize that it was really happening, right? But when we're suffering emotionally in the beginning we're like I can I got this. I can handle this. And if it's short term, you come in and you come out. But hurt, emotional suffering, if it's there long enough, And you either can't address it, you don't have time to address it, you don't know how to address it, you don't even know it's happening. It catches up to us. It catches up to us. And once I faced it and didn't feel guilty for time to myself, and realizing I needed it, I almost felt like I, I had to have permission. We have to have permission to care for ourselves, to take care of ourselves, to make sure we're okay because we're so strong, we're going to take care of the world. We know ourselves. This isn't going to get me. It's not whether or not it's going to get you. It's there. And you need to look at it. And that's it. Allow yourself to have the feelings you need. Get yourself out of the denial phase. We all know what denial sounds like. And when we hear ourselves starting to say it, say, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm suffering emotionally right now. And I'm trying to say I'm not. Why am I doing that? And you may go through that, you will go through that anger phase, One, that you were in denial and didn't want to face yourself or someone else. And then your brain starts working its way out of it and starts building a way out. We need to recognize denial. And it's it's like one of those oxymorons when you say recognize denial because denial is denial. It's like this is not happening, this is not happening, this is not happening. But I think we're at a point in understanding that when we're doing that, we're in denial. It's all about awareness. Because I knew in the beginning, I could feel myself at the edge of the cliff. Because it was a fight or flight every day. Live or die, live or die, live or die. There's no in-between. And then I felt alone and isolated. And I didn't want to admit that I felt anger. But there's a part of us that wants to fight things we have to do, which is why we don't do a lot of the things that would help us. Because we don't want to be the person who needs that kind of assistance or help or love, or caring. And we get mad because we all think we're like this wholly owned subsidiary of taking care of ourselves. And we could for the most part, but we will never, ever, ever, never not need each other. That's the truth. We never will not need each other something that you may say or something that I may say may change the direction of your thoughts and take you out of a hole you are in. And the coolest part about that is we never know where it's coming from. I used to say a long time ago in earlier shows, you could be walking in the grocery store and hear two people talking and your answer is right there and you don't even know those two people. You remember them, maybe long term, maybe short term, that you heard them say that and it solved an issue for you. God speaks to us through each other. We are all in this in such a way together that we don't even know how together we are. And with Facebook, we go and we we try to visit as many, you know, as time goes on and you have a lot of friends, it's hard to get to everybody. But on your page, you will find what you need today to see or to hear, to help you put yourself in the best direction you can. That does is that alleviates the anger Because we stop feeling the isolation and we start to feel that we are not the only one who feels this. And it normalizes it and it brings it out in us. Every once in a while we find someone who's super clever and we're like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And then a week later, someone else who's super clever. And, you know, we we realize that the depth of clever, the depth of love, the depth of caring does exist around us. So once we hit that denial phase and we start saying, I'm in denial, man, this is what I look like, that's a tough nut to crack. And we allow ourselves to feel the pain. We say, hey, come and get it. I, I, I'm going to face you. And you do. And you do. All of a sudden the world lights up. You start negotiating. And never, ever, ever, never be scared of depression. Because depression is like my panic attack. I kind of feel weirdly proud that I had a panic attack. I know that sounds crazy, but I'm like, wow, body, you got this. You let me know in a very big way what holding on to stuff. I don't really feel that. Oh, no, I don't feel that. That's why I was saying the other day, a lot of the feelings you can have as a caretaker are normal. And some of them might feel like, wow, that's not nice or that's not kind, but it's Normal. Because when you're dealing with life and death, you're dealing with life and death. So what is your brain going to think about? It's bargaining, it's negotiating, it's facing. And the minute I talked to another caretaker and they told me that, I was like, oh, thank God. Thank God. Because we need each other. One of us doesn't have experience in everything. And for everybody who writes me to say, hey, this is going on and that's going on, I feel like I'm so proud, not only of them, but of the fact that they reached out and knew that we needed each other, even if it was just to spill the beans, stare at the beans, decide how many of the beans we want to keep and what we want to throw away, mourn the loss of the beans we got rid of, and accept the entire circumstance. means a lot. And we are here together. And I hope you all know that we're here for each other. You guys, I love you so very much. It's already time. I will see you tomorrow on Relationship Wednesday. Have a great Tuesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's daily dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.